Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Greetings, one and all. I hope everybody's well. Hope you're doing doing great. It's a it's a funny old time still, but we're doing our best. We're doing our best with what we've got. Um, we are uh, the, the podcast is out a little bit late uh, this week. We do apologise. Just uh, just logistics because now our things are opening back up. Uh, I'm gigging again, and and, there's, and oh, Juice Paul's got work, and yeah, well, it's all part of all sort of you know we're, we're making it work. We're doing our best, but we apologise for the delay. But here we are. We have it. We're ready to go, and we've made. I'm currently in Manchester, and uh, I was at the Frog and Bucket last night, and I have to say, what a gig! I've never done the Frog and Bucket before, and it was fantastic. What a what a night! The guys that run the place are fantastic. The audience were on a next level. All the acts that were on were brilliant. I was on with Dan Nightingale, who does the Have a Word podcast. If you're not listening to that, go and have a listen. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I was on with two new, two newish guys, uh, Carl Porter and Ben Silver, and they were brilliant too. And then the masterful Rob Rouse, who told me he was the first person that told me to do comedy. So it was good to be on with him. What a night we had. And now we're at my mate Geordie's and, and Jackie's and we're just having a nice time. Anyway, we're recording this. I'm stood next to a chest of drawers and we're recording this via clean feed with producer Paul down in the studio there in Tunbridge Wells. Anyway, we're here. Before we get on with the episode, just a couple of things. Uh, this ball, as you know, this podcast is being supported by those wonderful lads at Save Our Souls Clothing. Stacey and Mark, good lads doing good, good things. Um, and yeah, yeah, they're our sponsors. They're doing brilliant stuff. They take care of our merch. They, we've got uh, tees and hoodies. We've been saying in the membrane down the front. In gold. Now, don't let that put you off. Go and wear your bright colours. It, honestly, it will change your life. You know, we're all a bit scared to wear bright things. I know I was for years. But now I'm like, I'm all about the bright colours. And I'll tell you what, you do feel better. So go to their website, uh, sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane and use the 15% discount code uh, membrane. That's one word. But that one, it's not only discount for our merch, that gives you 15% off across the store. They've got some incredible things going on. They've got some brilliant designs, brilliant t-shirts. It's ethically sourced, it's vegan friendly. These boys know their shit. I'll tell you what, it's absolutely brilliant. 
And they also take care of our merch for the Tuned Up Time Machine, the radio show that we do on Islington Radio. We've got new t-shirts on there for that. So go and have a look. Honestly, they're doing some good stuff. So go to this, so go to the website, sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane. Use the code membrane, that's one word, membrane, and you get 15% off, not just our merch, but across the store. What is not to love? Go and do that. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, what else have we got? Uh, we got yeah, the radio show on Islington Radio. That's out now. Uh, we've we're, that's still pumping along. So go if you go to the Mixcloud app, uh, download the app. Honestly, it's free, and uh, we we do it on Islington Radio. And Islington Radio got some incredible uh, other shows on there as well. It's so good, and we get to just be ourselves. We just cut loose. I get to choose all the music. Producer Paul and I and Vic Slayton. Uh, we get some back, back and forth, and Big Knobs is there. It's a really good show. I think you'll enjoy it. There's a few swears, so be careful. Don't listen to it around the kids. But um, yeah, it's a good show. Go and have a listen. Speaking of good shows, there's this one, Insane in the Membrane. Oh, I love this show. I love doing Insane in the Membrane. I get to talk to some incredibly brilliant people. We're a couple of years in now. We were looking back at it the other day. There are so many episodes now with some brilliant people. You know, James A. Caster, Romish Ranger, Nathan, Jenny Ryan, Scroobius Pip, Nicholas Pinnock, Dane Baptiste. That's just hundreds. To so go back and have a listen. If, you've, if you're new to this uh, podcast, go back and have a listen because I'm telling you now, you're going to love it. You know, it's, it, it is about mental health. Mental health is the jumping off point. But it's more like a conversation between two mates sat in a pub having a chat. That's what it's that's that's what it's supposed to be like. Because I know the conversation of mental health can be a bit tricky. People feel a bit, you know, they get a bit embarrassed or they don't really know how to, to approach the subject. But if you just sit and have a chat with your mates, that's 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 all part of you know taking care of your mental health. And that's what this podcast is. It's just a couple of people having a chat, and it goes all over the place. But it's all about having conversations with people. That that is again that was what that will help you with your mental health. Connecting with people, having a chat about weird and wonderful stuff. And with that in mind, this week's guest, I am over the over the moon. I'm over the moon that he came on. Um, Eggsy, uh, also known as uh, John Rutledge, uh, Eggsy from Goldie Looking Chain, is this week's guest. Oh, it was such a joy. I'm such a fan of that band. They're so great. It was really cool to have him on. Because he's got, not only he's got the band, because the band are back out on tour, uh, which is which is fantastic news. Uh, but he, I mean, he's, Eggsy's a busy man. Uh, he's got a couple of podcasts. He's got The Demon Seed, which is with Mike Bubbins. Mike Bubbins, brilliant bloke. Uh, and Meet the Street, a spoof do- uh, Neighbourhood Watch podcast, which is really good. Um, um, he, and like I say, he's on tour with GLC, uh, so you can get tickets for that. And uh, he's got he's got a, a Radio Wales documentary called uh, Mushrooms Can Save the World. Oh, sorry, Can Mushrooms Save the World on BBC Sounds, um, which touches on the uh, uh, mental health properties of mushrooms. And you'll hear more about that in the episode because we talked about that. Uh, we talked about the you know where do mushrooms come from? Where did because yeah, I was uh, I, I talked to Heston and I'm name dropping Clang, but when he was on or I've spoken to him and he was talking about water saying that water isn't of this earth it's it's from elsewhere and the same with mushrooms and it was a really good chat with Eggsy really it, we, I mean, we talked about that we talked about growing up in a small you know small town and, and what you do like how you uh, you know you, how you, you figure your way out um, it's a really great chat actually and so I'm going to stop telling you that it's a really great chat and I'm going to let you go and have a listen to it so coming up in a minute is Eggsy Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. Insane in the membrane. John, thanks, mate. I apologize. Do you go by John or Eggsy? Uh, anyone's fine. Absolutely anyone. Uh, yeah. Reggie, also known to uh, some people as Reggie or Reg. Um, just anything, yeah. as long as it's loud enough to get my attention when you call it, I will uh, reply. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I love, <laughs> I love a decent nickname. There aren't enough, there's not enough of them around anymore. No, there's there's a bloke in a pub in Newport. Um, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I've got to. He's, 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 a, he's a nice enough guy, but he has a, some very strong views, and he's affectionately known as Racist Carl, which is one of my favorite nicknames. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does exactly Carl. what it says on the tin. Yeah, there's also uh, John the Lock, who's a locksmith. Uh, he's great. Um, uh, is it, was there a Mad Tony? There wasn't a Mad Tony. No, Mad Tony is just a sort of name given to anyone you don't know who potentially could be mad yeah. or called Tony. <laughs> yeah. There used to be, when I used to work at a t-shirt shop, there used to be two uh, Mickeys. So one was Mickey Ginge and the other one was Mickey Afro. Good, good. There was there was another bloke in the pub uh, known as Nicky No-Nos, which is, a, is very mafia, that. I think that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> He's got it's, a good fellow vibe. It's important. I got to get the <laughs> tissue paper, the tissue paper. Nicky fucking No-Nos. <laughs> <laughs> I love all that. I love, I love it. There's a certain, it's like they've accepted you when they give you a nickname. Yeah. Gone, yeah. He's all right. He's one, one of us. us. He's one of us. Even if yeah. it's a nickname you hate. Yeah. All right, bastard. Oh, here we go. They're calling me bastard again. <laughs> but it is well, true. I had, yeah. When I was at, yeah. When I was at school, uh, my, my nickname was Eric because the, stu- the, the a, a tale got told that I got an erection in gym <laughs> and I didn't. And I didn't. <laughs> I went to an all boys school, so that was it for five. Even now, I've seen people from school, and they go, "All right, Eric, how's it going?" That's good. That is good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you can't. I got. Um, I don't. I don't follow sport. But are you familiar with John Relish? No. Uh, I believe John Relish was a footballer. Um, okay. I think I could be completely wrong. Uh, but my surname is Rutledge, and there was one kid in my school who called me John Relish for about five years. And I, did, I just thought he called me John Relish because he didn't know what my name was. I found out later it was something to do with football. 
it's just it just goes ah. on it's, it's great it is great it's great i love it it's funny you mentioned not not following sport because i'm i don't follow any kind of sport it, it never interested me and it, it did cause a few problems growing up because people don't really know what to do with you no taxis you end up, taxis they're the they're the you yeah, get a taxi. yeah yeah all right uh can you take me to wherever yeah did you see the football last night no uh, what team do you support? I uh, don't really support any. Then they'll talk about Zinedine Zidane or something for three quarters of an hour or the transfer yeah. window or something to do with, with something being offside. And you just end up going, yeah, mate, strong game though. Very strong game. Just say that <laughs> and as long as you say that, they, say- <laughs> they, you know, they're completely oblivious to whether you like it or not. I say this in my set. I talk about the fact that I, for years... I, it, when I was asked these questions, I'd always say, "Oh, Palace, mate," just to keep just to keep them quiet. My, you know, one of my I've shortened it from you know. Get yeah. going. Well, Hearts of Midlothian, because nobody nobody will support Hearts of Midlothian. So, oh, big fan of Hearts of Midlothian, mate. Big fan. Nice. They're, they're, they're going up in the cup this year. That's another thing to say. <laughs> uh, they definitely going up in the cup this year. You know, <laughs> I don't know what cup if it you is. Shorten it. <laughs> could be anything go to buy some cups I don't know there's a there's there's yeah if you shorten it to hearts because I shorten it to, from Crystal Palace to Palace yeah it, it makes you sound like you actually know what you're talking about yeah and, it, and I, it throws them off exactly and refer to the team as us oh we are doing really well <laughs> uh, us us you know we the, the guys all the lads when we have that big bath at the end of the match we always have a right laugh, me and all the guys. And then uh, and I <laughs> rinse the out all the shorts, rinse out all the shorts, give them back to them. And I can't wait to stand on the side of the pitch next week, clapping, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? That we have to, we feel we have to go along with it and not sort of placate people because it's easier than saying, I don't follow football. It's funny. It's funny because I think that people, everybody needs, you know, people, it's nature to be tribal, you know, and, and people have things mm. that they, they get into. But I found all the things that most people are into end up just being a big blokes club. And it's just, oh, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. like I, I got into, you know, music because it was, it was a bit different, um, you know, and, and things like skateboarding and stuff like that. It was, you know, skateboarding was, yeah. what, what is this? And it's quite interesting because you can, you can do that by yourself or with other people. But then after a while, you start to realise a bit of that is a bit of a sausage party as well. And that's just a load of blokes, basically rugby boys with skateboards. Not all of them. It is, it is a bit different to, to rugby, obviously. But you, you find sometimes these, these groups, these sort of subcultures just get a bit too, a bit too blokey sometimes. And you're like, well, that's, I'm not so much into that. I'd rather be into something. That, that's why I'm into weird stuff, I think, because weird stuff tends to yeah. be a bit more individual. I Don't get me wrong. I, I love mixing with people and, and socialising and stuff. But the, the stuff on the fringes has always been really what's fascinated me, you know. I, I'm same, weird, I suppose. Absolutely yeah. the same. Yeah. Well, that, do you know what? This is the thing. I always thought I was weird because nobody else seemed to be in the same things I was into. Yeah. But when you really break it down, when you actually have a – like if you come away from the group and you start talking to these people individually – yeah, you start finding out about them. They go, "Oh, actually, yeah, I'm into opera, yeah. or I'm into something else." You go, "What? Yeah, you? What are you talking about? You're you're a builder and you you drive a van." And yeah, he goes, "Yeah, but I really love, I really love, you know, the, the opera." And you're like, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, I, I, I like that. It's to be, you know, these these conversations is what we need to be encouraging. Definitely, I think it's cool when uh, you find out something about someone. I mean, you you know, it's nature to sort of stereotype people as soon as you see them uh, without even realizing mm. it. So, oh, that bloke is an accountant. He's obviously going to be boring, you know, or whatever. But, um, yeah. you know, you start talking to someone and, and 
yeah, you find out some amazing stuff. That's that's the random conversation factors. One of the one of the joys of life, isn't it? You know, just randomly chatting yeah. to someone and finding out something really weird about them. And then it's always great when you you never see them again and you just hold that conversation in somewhere in your memory banks. Yes. I wonder what happened to that bloke who was into skydiving with a banana stuck up his bum. Or, you know, whatever whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's, yeah. it's, that's, I hope that's he's what, happy. Yeah, that's it. He sounded like he was having a good time. Uh, I hope he hasn't ruptured anything, and I hope he's still out there with his hang glider to this day. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. it yeah, I, I I was talking to someone the other day, and they went, we were we were in a pub before the gig. I ended up talking to a couple of fellows. Their food looked really nice. I was I was oh that looks amazing. What is that? And then I was talking to somebody else about something about he had some really cool trainers on. Yeah, and then I sat down with my mate, and she went, "You talk to everybody, don't you?" <laughs> I'm like, um, "Sometimes, yeah, but I'm just interested in people." Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. I, I, I get that sometimes. You, you just automatically. So not all the time. You don't want to talk to everyone, and sometimes it's a bit no. weird if you, if you've done something where you have a bit of a profile because you've done something like being in a band or something. Sometimes mm. you, you get people who think they know you. Coming, all right, you bastard! And it's like, uh, I'm, just, I'm just out with my missus shopping. Uh, what, what, how, do I know you? And that's that's the other end of the spectrum. Is like I don't of really course. know what to do now, you know. So that's weird. Yeah, but overall, it's, it's it is great. weird because we do we do feel that we know you. Yeah, we it's str- we feel like, it's a weird thing. I said hello to Jonathan Ross. I've never met him before in my life. No, it's really weird, isn't it? And I, I think when you're someone like Jonathan yeah. Ross, when you're, you're just everywhere all the time. Oh, I would do my head in. I just put a bag over my head in the end. You know, I'd just be like, oh, God. <laughs> but then again, you know, you, you it, it, it balances up, doesn't it? You know, he's, yeah. he's got it going on. He's got plenty of work going on. Sure, he's got a nice house with some form of swimming pool. So, you know. But this is it, yeah. But, but, this is, but the thing is, uh, when I was when I said I was going to be talking to Eggsy today, everybody loves Goldie Looking Shane. Everybody. It's nuts. And it's, and it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's really strange because um, it's nearly 20 years since it all went what I call official when we got signed to a record label. We would, it, what? I think it's like, Fuck. yeah, it's, it's insane. I think it's 17 years since the, the, all that stuff that went in the charts. Um, but yeah. we were doing it before that uh, just in a bedroom, um, drinking Buckfast and getting battered and just literally recording it and then, and then just sitting there going, let's listen to it again now. That's stupid, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but but it, it's yeah, like we're back. I'm going out to do a gig today. We've, we've got gigs on at the moment, and um, there there seems to be like quite a fondness there for basically there some men who are now middle aged swearing in time to music. You know, which uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's cool. You know, but this is it. But it's it's it, you know the yeah it was there's there's that there's comedy, but it was so well the music was so well done. I think we, it's a, it, that's what that's what sets it apart. We yeah we we speak about that quite a lot. I think if you you sometimes see, it's basically a novelty act, right? We, we, I won't deny that, right? Um, but but we love hip hop, and we 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 all came from that thing of going right. We love hip hop. We can't do hip hop uh, the way you would have done hip hop in New York in the late seventies, mm. you know, through to the eighties. But we all grew up listening to that and absolutely fucking loving it. And then Reese, who who produces all the beats and stuff, he was he was just hooking up stuff for ages before we'd even recorded anything. And then I I was sort of sat there with him. We were just getting about doing what you do when you're, you know, 19, 20 or whatever. And I start saying stupid stuff. 
over the top. And he's like, you fucking ruined it now because you keep saying this stupid stuff over the top. And then one day we got this shit microphone. So like, well, let's just say it over the top anyway. And it was like that we've just created hip hop of our own form by pure accident without wanting to go. Let's manufacture this thing where we get six or seven blokes and we get a beat and then try and swear in time to the music. It, it was more organic than that. And I think if, if you try to make it with Simon Cowell, you wouldn't have the humor or the knowledge of the music and the beats, you know, and, and, and that to throw into it. Because quite often people come to gigs and they're like, oh, I really like that sample you lifted from, I don't know, the Amen break or whatever, you know, and, and I, I recognize that you lifted from that tune from 1989 or, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. that's that's one of the joys of it is is the hip hop element is brilliant. I, I I don't know how people in what I call the, the real hip hop community take it. I, I don't care whether they love it or not, but it's it's about having a good time because other people come to the gigs and they just have a good time. And they don't care about the yeah. samples or the, or the, you know, and that's, that's what's nice about it. I think it's, it's fun. It's a party and yeah. you know, there's not much room. A lot of live music and bands are quite a bit pompous. I think when they go on stage, especially if they've been doing it for a while and they're of a yeah. certain level, you know, whereas we're just like, fuck it, we got to do another gig. Right. Who, who remembers what words, right. We'll do this song, this song, this song. <laughs> uh, let's have a couple of cans. Right. Let's go and see if we can get it right. And if it goes wrong, uh, we'll just carry on going. And it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's it. You, you, you keep. You've got the. You've got the. You, you keep the hip hop heads happy, and you keep people. And you keep. You know, it's a very broad spectrum of people that are into you. Yeah. You know, you've got the people that recognize that proper hip hop fans that recognize what you're doing. Yeah. On that level, and then like you say, you've got the people on top that go, oh, "This is fun," and they make me smile. This is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that I think is because they're like you say. There's far too many bands and far too many musicians that are just a bit up themselves. And you're like, mate, I hate that. Just, yeah. just chill out, mate. When you you spend money on a gig, I remember quite when that first Strokes album came out, and I really liked mm. that album, and got the chance to go and see him, and I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be good. And clearly, they'd been touring it hard, and they'd been all over the place, and they were battered, and you know, also they had that New York cool thing going on, but the oh yeah, there was nothing. There was not, it was literally get on stage, do the songs and get off again. It was like, at least, at least tell one shit joke or just say something like, <laughs> you know, uh, who's having a good time or do something because people are paying for it. So, you know, just, just try yeah. and have a good time. It's, it's really weird how any of that, any of that showbiz stuff, whatever you do with it, whether you do TV stuff or, or music or, or whatever, or, or even art. Any anything like that. Once people get a profile or start making a bit of money, a lot of them go inside their own asses and they're like, "I'm better than anyone else around here, so fuck them." Yeah, I'm the center of attention. Look at me, and that's it's that's it's not good for you, is it? Because you just become a massive dickhead. Saying that, if you offered me fifteen million now to be a complete asshole, I'd take the money and tell everyone to fuck <laughs> off right off. No doubt about it. I think you, <laughs> I would. I'd be an arsehole for a for a year, and then you'd never see me again. Oh, Just fuck class. off. Yeah, class. <laughs> but it's funny when when people get a bit arsey about stuff. Um, it, like, what are you even doing? Everybody else is just getting on with their life, and and music, film, and TV, and stuff like that is is everybody needs it in their life. But it's just a diversion from what everyone else is getting on with. And the people making it who've got yeah. their heads up their ass is like, no, this is what people, when you hear people talking about my new album is all about, uh, you know, how I've uh, spent lockdown alone. And and uh, essentially it, it made me realize that being in a room by yourself, I should record an album to let people know that I was in a room by myself. Everybody else was, mate. Um, you know what I mean? Don't, yeah. don't get so, 
so over the top about it that, that you're the, the center of attention here. You know, it's it's fucking yeah. crazy, crazy. <laughs> and where did you where did you grow up, you you guys? Because how did because this is what I find fascinating. You find like you guys were into hip hop and and into this and. I, like, there's always people in like small towns and things like that. that there's not a lot going on. So they sort of like make their own entertainment. Was that yeah. the same sort of thing with you? Yeah, totally. And, and yeah, you definitely find that out f- from other people um, that it's the same thing. And you hear it a lot with, with uh, bands that are coming up, you know, I, in some ways it's the best place to be. Cause I think if you're in a, in a super big city where there's always like a scene and it's always basically people with rich parents who've given them a shitload of money to go and do something. And they're the ones who end up becoming the next big thing or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm generalizing, yeah. but you, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you live somewhere on the edge, it gives you a completely different dynamic. And I, I think it's a lot more colorful. Um, I always, cause we're all from Newport, which is, you know, as soon as you hit the seven yeah. bridge, you come over and, and we're in there. And I always, always associate it. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but I always associate Newport with a shit version of New York because it's like this, tiny little place we've got like almost got brooklyn bridge but it's the transporter bridge do you know what i mean we had we had cbgb's but that was tj's which was where all the live bands went off it had a really grimy element to it it still does um you know and there was there was danger on the streets but it was really colorful you know and it sort of molds you and because you can't get out to go and see all this stuff that's going on in, in the big cities you know, you really, really get into the stuff you can get your hands on, you know. So getting any sort of mixtape or any music or or any videos, you know, they'd circulate around in these little groups of people and, and you'd, you'd yeah. get these little cults of you like, oh, yeah, have you got this? I've got that. Yeah, I'll check this out, you know. And then that mixed with a certain element of boredom, I think, pushes you to sort of be creative, you know, because you get you there's only so much you can drink uh, in the local pub before you're just like, I've yeah. had enough of this, you know, whereas if you've, you've got a place where you can all hang out and just start dicking around you, you, if you've got a bit of technology, which everyone pretty much can get nowadays, you can start just making stuff that's, that's mental. Although funnily enough, now people yeah. tend to be making stuff. There's this weird sort of thing where like, I've got a phone and I've got TikTok, so I'll make stuff that's like everyone else's stuff where I mime to a dance in front of a pizza hut or whatever. I don't get that. <laughs> but when you're stuck and a bit bored, it's like doodling, isn't it? If you've got a pen in your hand and there's nothing else going on, you'll, you'll draw a picture of a dick with three dips coming out and laugh at it. You know, whereas <laughs> if you've got a tape recorder and a couple of beats going on, you start recording yourself doing a stupid voice and and you make yeah. something. And you and you you... you None of us really thought, right, we'll set out to make this and what we'll do is we'll do it and then we'll put it out and everyone will listen to it and we'll do gigs. We were just doing it because it was like, that's brilliant. That's a that's a that's an old James Brown sample and then we've just said a load of really stupid stuff over the top. That's fucking stupid, brilliant. And you'd enjoy it. You know, <laughs> which is, is great, you know? Yeah. I always found that I didn't realise it until later on that I, I I used music. Music was like a window into another world. It was like yeah, it glamorised all these other places. Like I was, I grew up in sort of southeast London, Kent. Right. So it was a small town, and there were, wasn't anything going on. London was this incredible, like this, oh, you know, it all goes on in London. Yeah. And then you'd hear about you know Manchester and all these other places through the music you were listening to, or you like Detroit. Yeah, and New York and all these in- incredible places, and totally. I wouldn't have. And, and that's I was so into my music, and that and I think that's what. And I've said this a few times. I think this is why racists and homophobic people 
I think it's why they are the way they are because they have shit tasting music. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it's really <laughs> interesting. Like when you, you introducing that, what, what do you listen to? This is fucking weird. And you give it to someone and they're like, Did you, fuck, you listen to all that weird music, don't you? What sort of music are you into anyway? Yes. And I can never answer that question because I'm, I'm into music. The, the primarily yeah. just give me a big load of break beats and some weird squelchy acid sounds and, I, and I'm, I'm happy, you know, but there's, there's a million other things outside of that that you can listen to. And, and sometimes when people are like, you like all that weird music, you fucking weirdo. But then you give them the weird music and you can, you literally see it happening after a couple of weeks of them listening to it. They're like, it's, it's all right, that actually, isn't it? And it's, it's another way of yeah. just opening your eyes up to something else. It's another experience, isn't it? You know, another, yeah, another thing yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, you know, that alongside having a chat with a random stranger, you know, two things that are yeah. great and they're completely free. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is why whenever I see anybody, because you can, like Forrest Gump was right, you can tell a lot about a person by their shoes. Yeah. And every time I see someone with some decent trainers and I'm like, mate, they're fucking wicked. Where'd you get them? Yeah. And then and then the conversation starts and then you, you kind of, it's like you're finding your people, aren't you? You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I totally. see you, I see you. Yeah, and it, that's that's quite cool, you know. I think the other end of the spectrum is it gets, it can get a bit cliquey where people are really weird about all that stuff. And I, I hate that, you know, when they're yeah. all a bit like, you know, I'm, I'm too cool for you. Oh, I mean, where'd you get those trainers? Yeah, I, I just got them, so nothing to do with you. And then they just sort of look off and walk off. It's like, yeah, all right, you're bailing. Yeah. You know, but sometimes yeah. people, but people that goes- do that. You know, I think sometimes people do that because yeah. they're a bit insecure and they act like peacocks. You know, they're all like, yeah, look at me. I look amazing, but don't talk to me. And I think a lot of those people sometimes are a bit a bit like, oh, fucking hell, I, I'm a bit too scared to talk to someone, so I'll just act like a bell end in front of them. You, you can't always blame someone yes. for being Yes. You know. So the insecurity, you're right. And like you said earlier, those, when it becomes, it, it, these things that start cool, when you, you see someone and you go, oh, mate, you're cool. You look really great. And then he's like, oh, I like what you're wearing. And you kind of have a chit chat. And then, yeah. you know, oh, you got your headphones. What are you listening to? What you, you know, and you have that sort of conversation. But then, like you say, when they, it, when they gather and they become, they, it then becomes another sausage fest. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and it's and it's like, all a bit oh. weird. But I think you know, there's always there's always something new to be experienced, and that, and that's cool. And it's that it's life, isn't it? Nothing is ever going to be perfect. You've just got to keep rolling and and you know get the good stuff while you can, and uh, avoid yeah. the shit. You know, that's that's exactly that's the key. That's the key. Well, this is it. When I did, I think when I was so when I was late, so eighteen, nineteen, we just start, we discovered sort of cannabis resin. Oh. That's when the music. That's when the music changed. It goes, and then, it goes and then to another acid level. Yeah, yeah. And then acid turned up, and I remember because yeah. everyone was putting on Pink Floyd, and and I'm like, I don't really, I'm not really digging this. I'm not really, I'm not really feeling it. And then my mate gave me Sid Barrett's uh, first solo album, right? And I went, ah, hey, that's the, that's what I'm after. I yeah. like that. It was yeah. a bit weird, and it was a bit out there. I found, I found Pink Floyd a bit, I don't know, a bit stodgy for me. But yeah, that was it. Once the drugs and the music kicked in, Bosh was gone. It's funny because, like in Newport, um, there was this. There's a real, there's a real sort of heritage of like that whole um, going, you know, back to the early eighties. I when I, I was a little bit too young to be involved, but there were you a lot of um, football violence. You had uh, what was Newport County's crew called the uh, the youth firm, right? And you had all this, and, and you know yeah. that whole story of people were beating each other up until they discovered ecstasy, and then they all started hugging each other. You know, yeah. And you put a real, real edge to it. But if you know if you know what you're doing, you're not going to get your head kicked in because you're not going out looking for it or whatever. But then yeah. you, you clearly saw I 
just people were just selling acid like literally everywhere and it was like you'd, you'd go out and you want to buy some acid mate it's like no i'm 16 and i'm scared i'm gonna die if i touch it so you're all right do you want to buy some acid yeah. mate? no i just walked past the other bloke and he offered me some acid and i didn't want it then <laughs> do, you, do you want some acid no because those other two blokes who offered me acid who, who used to kick people in have just offered i don't want any thanks but but thanks you know and it was yeah. it, it was it was really funny seeing that that transition but that that actually kept me quite I've never really gotten into drugs. I've smoked some ganja weed, but anything else mm. I've never, never really gotten into. And I don't have a problem with other people doing it. I think go for no. it, you know, get smashed and enjoy yourself, but just know, know what you're doing. Cause, uh, yeah, if yeah, it yeah. Wrong, you could be in a shit street. I think there's a bit of a ro- romanticized element to that drug scene. Now people were all hugging each other and, and, you know, uniting, there still was clearly an underworld there and people were getting their heads battered and Newport, you could, you could see there was, a bit of dodginess going on there. There were some really yeah. crazy murders and stuff that happened in the sort of early mid nineties that were all related to that. And again, that kind of put yeah. me off getting involved. And also I was always terrified of losing my mind. If I ever really delved into the world of uh, anything made in a lab, you know, it was like, yeah, this. well, this is it. I've, 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 I've indulged in stuff, but weirdly I've always managed to, even when I've been off, really off my head, I've managed to keep sort of one hand on the ground. I've never really let go. Yeah. I was, yeah. Quite, I was always like, no, no, I've done. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm having a great time, but I don't want to, I don't need any more. No, good. which is, it's, it's interesting. Know. There's that, there's that thing, which you could see it when you drink. Like I, I like, I like to drink, but I'm not a massive drinker because I can't, I can't drink. I'll have three cans, start talking about farts, then laughing to myself, and then just have to go home and eat some chips. Like I just don't have the tolerance <laughs> to keep drinking yeah. a lot. But other people have one can and you can see it. They're like, I'm going for it now and nothing. And they'll just keep going and going and get, mm. getting battered, you know, and you put that, you throw in some chemicals or something into that mix. And I've, I've seen it over the years. People who just perfectly normal when they're sober get absolutely hammered when they go for it. And I've seen quite a few people damage themselves, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. it's crazy. But again, we, there's maybe a bit more education about these things now, but growing up, it was like, what people would just say, don't do that. It's bad for you. But why, what, what is it? How mm. does it work? What well, I don't know. I have no idea. And I think you look at countries like, uh, Portugal and, and all these countries that have, um, decriminalized a lot of drugs. They're, they're sort of the drug issues are a lot less than they are mm. over here. You know? And boredom is yeah. a big thing. You know, this, this country. Oh, God, yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's easy just to sit. And so many people who lead completely normal lives are going home and just sitting in front of the TV and doing cocaine all weekend, not even going out raving, yeah. you know, and then going back to work on a Monday. Because there's just something missing where they're like, I'm f- what else is going to fulfill me? You know? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. You're so ground down with everything else that's going on. Yeah, you know, there's the the government aren't even taking care of the people anymore. No, they're just they're just taking away, taking away, taking away, and and people are just it's like everyone's sort of going, look, I'm doing my best. I'm trying to, I'm yeah. trying to do, I'm trying to live this life as a decent citizen, this version that we're all, all supposed to adhere to. Yeah, I'm trying my best, but you keep fucking me over. Yeah. I'm I'm working all the hours God sends. I'm never at home. I never see my kids or my wife or be and or, or my husband or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, you're, you're driving, I don't know what to do. So they go, fuck it. I, I know when I do cocaine, it changes, it makes me feel better. So I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. That's it. You know, but, um, yeah. you know, I, it's a really tricky one, isn't it? Cause you can't, you can't just sort of fix it 
overnight by flicking a switch. I, I saw this really interesting no. thing about, uh, again, my scientific knowledge of anything is completely limited and anything I've ever read, I will balls it up and quote the wrong thing. But more or less, right, I saw this article about how they gauge the um, addictiveness of drugs. I can't even say the word addictiveness, yeah. addictiveness of drugs. Uh, and one of the tests they used to do was put a rat in a cage with a bottle of water that was laced with cocaine. And this rat obviously would start drinking this bottle of water, realize mm. it did something to him and just kept going back to it at an incredible rate and becoming incredibly strung out on it. And for years, wow. I believe that that was the, the sort of benchmark for showing how addictive cocaine is. Until relatively yeah. recently, someone did a similar experiment where they put a rat in a cage, but they gave it things like a little play wheel. They gave it an, uh, an environment to explore. They gave it mm. other things to do. And when it had that, it didn't touch the cocaine as much. It still did it, but it wasn't yeah. just there going, I'm stuck in a cage, I'll go and do that. I'm stuck in a cage, I'll go and do that. You know, It was almost using it like, oh, I've been busy on the wheel today, and then I had to go around the maze. That was great. Oh, Saturday night, oh, maybe I'll just have a quick go on that, and then I'll get back on the wheel on Monday. You know, So it shows if, if yeah. you haven't got something in your life to give you purpose, then you're just going to switch off. But yeah, exactly. I, I don't and suggest I think- anyone buys a hamster or a rat or a gerbil and, <laughs> and gives it drugs. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I think that's what that in the lockdown. That's that's what happened. We everything was taken away. Choices were taken away, and I think that's why a lot of people's mental health was was affected. Yeah, because it wasn't just like oh time off work. It's like oh fuck, I can't go and see anyone. Yeah, I can't just, do anything. Yeah, and then that's the thing. You know, I was it's, you know I was here with my missus, and it's it's we were talking about it the other day. If you're just in a place by yourself, that's really hard. And it sounds ideal. Yeah. Oh, I'll have the place to myself. Brilliant. But when it goes on for 18 months, that's not good for anyone. You know, and I know a, a lot of people that were affected by that. When I say a lot of people, I don't know like 600 people, but I know, I know a few people <laughs> who were definitely affected by that. And um, it's, it's really hard because they can't do anything about it. And you, you couldn't go, oh, I can come around tonight and we can have a pizza and watch, I don't know, Star Wars on DVD. You couldn't even do that, yeah. you know? So yeah. yeah, crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah, it's a shame, but what else could we do? You know, I think, oh, what's his name? Old Boris yeah. Johnson waited till it was far too late. I'm kind of sick of this conversation because it comes up all the time, but he waited till it was far too late. He balls it up for everyone. And then it, it was, you know, maybe if we'd acted earlier, it might've been better. I don't know. I think now we're going into that world. Yeah. People are starting to split up over decisions and, and arguments and fights are happening over what what is, oh, it's all a load of bollocks. This thing won't infect you in it. It's like a cold. It's like, no, mate, maybe you should get something you know, like this vaccine and yeah. everything's everything's going to shit. It's going to hell in a handcart. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. People people won't take the vaccine. And I'm not, it's, it's their choice. Fine. I'm not getting yeah. into that. I've I've been vaccinated. Yeah. I, I, my opinion is I think people should be vaccinated, but that's that's my opinion. That's that's completely, that's my choice. Your choices yeah. are your choices. But totally, yeah. people, people are, you know, they seem to be, because everyone's kind of, because we're all struggling because we were never told that life is hard. Life is actually hard. And we were never told that growing up. No. So now people are trying to find like they, they, they it's like they almost want sort of, you know, medication. They want to yeah. go, they want to be on antidepressants and they're like, Oh, that will help me out. It's like, don't what, try and explore other options first. And yeah. you know, unless you're completely debilitated and you, you know, you're, it's no other option then. Yeah. All right. 
try a medication, but try out, try something else first. Yeah. And I think, you know, having, uh, again, you know, we, we don't live in a world where, where it's easy to see outside of the box of living a normal life, you know, whereas if we had, if we just had other, other options that were clearly marked out and we knew were there that that could add to you. We've got an allotment, you know, and we go down there and do a bit. It all sounds a bit, oh, I've got an allotment, Julian. Oh, look at me. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's like, you know, surprising things like walking. Do you know what I mean? Getting out and walking and yeah. things like that are things that are pretty integral to 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 being alive. But we've all we've all lost touch with that. We've all just ended up watching Sky TV, ordering a fucking Domino's pizza, and and that's it. You know, yeah. but to have to realize it's all as we said earlier, a random conversation with someone on the street or or exchanging a bit of culture in any format, a bit of music, film, TV, or going out and walking around some woods somewhere or, or, or growing yeah. some frigging tomato plants. It does give you this, this sort of sense of, I did that. Um, that's really cool. I feel like I've achieved something there. And to a lot of people are like, what are you fucking yeah. doing that for? I can get tomatoes in a tin from the shop. You can, and it's not necessarily about the tomato itself, but it's just, it's just. The, the, act of these, the, the, these the fact that you, you went and did it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really yeah. cool. Anything like that. I think anything on a creative level, I think people talk about being creative. It's not about making a film or, or, you know, recording the next brilliant album, whatever. It, it, that is part of it, but also the element of being creative is, is, is just existing in the world. And was it Alan, Alan Moore, the, the writer, the comic book writer, he yeah. describes, uh, he's got this description of magic. And again, I'll get it all wrong and completely fuck it up. But I'm sure if you go on, on, <laughs> on Google, you can you can see his explanation more clearly. But, you know, magic is the idea of something that doesn't exist until that thought enters your mind and then your mind creates that thing. And before your mind did that, it didn't exist. That thing wasn't there. That is magic. Yeah. You know, that is that is fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, Alan Moore said it in a, in a much better way than I've just... It's not Paul Daniels <laughs> pulling a rabbit out of a hat. It's there's a lot more to it. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know, I, I, well, I say, think, yeah. Well, just during during lockdown, obviously there was an opportunity to shit, sit to shit to sit and watch uh, YouTube, and I managed to find a Paul Daniels Halloween special. This is completely off track now, but a Paul Daniels Halloween special from the eighties, <laughs> where Paul Daniels, um, it was fantastic. Live on air, he's in this sort of sarcophagus with spikes in, like an Iron Maiden, those old you know uh, yeah. medieval torture instruments, and he's he's in it. He's going to escape before the timer runs out and it closes shut and kills him. But what was great about this special, that to really freak everybody out on Halloween, the episode ends with Paul Daniels in front of a live studio audience. The door slams shut and Paul Daniels is dead and, it, and the, the screen fades to black. No. And it just says, ladies and gentlemen, please, please leave the, the, uh, the auditorium in an orderly fashion. And everyone in Britain was like, fuck me, Paul Daniels has just killed himself on TV. He hadn't, but it was one of the best shit things I've ever seen in my life. Check it, go on YouTube, it's brilliant. Oh, I'll have a look. I love, I love shit like that. Yeah. That's what, that's, yeah, this is the thing. There's so much, there's so many great things at our fingertips now. You know, know we've had some trouble logging on today doing this, but, like what 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 I like to do is that I'll I'll get I'll charge my headphones up and I'll yeah. just go for a walk and I'll go oh there's that album I've never listened to because you know you've got you've got all of the albums are right there in front of you yeah you're like yeah. okay I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna explore that today I'm gonna listen to I don't know Pet Sounds or yeah uh, some something else by somebody some Joan Baez or whatever it is and just Lovely. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that all day and find out about it and that's what I like to do 
It's, I, I still I think, love, you know, um, I still love making, making mixtapes. Cause you know, back in the day it, it was a tape cassette and, and a double, uh, a double tape deck, you know, and you could, you sort of pause the track. You like chuck the new one on you. That, that, that's something that I still like doing now. Obviously you do it digitally, you know, and you, and you sit down on a computer yeah. and you make your mixtape, but I still really enjoy making mixtapes. They're, they're, they're great fun. You know, the fact you can just, I love it. Mix I like putting up. together playlists for people. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You know, I think sometimes you get bombarded by loads and loads of stuff and the mixtape's great. Cause you can just pick out that stuff you've been listening to over the past, you know, three months. And right, that track's good. That track's good. That's good. Right. I'm making a mixtape, you know, and that's, that's yeah. People, do you know what Britain, everyone in Britain should make a mixtape once a week. That's what they should do. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to yeah. everyone's problem. That'd be good. You should bring it back, like making an effort with the, with the, like your best handwriting. Yeah. And, uh, and then maybe if you, if, if you're that way inclined, you can do a bit of artwork on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just have this, yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And the rule is it has to be on a tape cassette. Although saying that now, you probably have to spend 900 quid on buying a decent tape cassette recorder because they're all vintage now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Well, they can't, like bands are coming, they are, they're, they're doing like exclusive, uh, like, like limited runs of these, of their new albums on tapes now. Yes. So yeah. If you've, seen, if you've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of crazy because it'll never get listened to because no one's got a fucking tape player anymore. <laughs> Either that, I'll just spend 300 yeah. quid on a sort of 35-year-old car just, just to get a tape deck, you know, and then just sit in this car <laughs> with no tyres, listening to music. That's it, this old Ford Fiesta with the tape player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, unbelievable. But but talking about drugs, you because like, I was reading that thing, that, that interview you did about mushrooms. Yes, so I just and did a... More, um, um, yeah, and it's more, I think that's the, I think that's the way forward because... With cannabis and things like that, it seems to be more organic drugs seem to be the way forward. Totally. I mean, I, I, I found out about it. I, I put a commission in for a job for BBC Radio Wales um, with this idea that yeah. during the lockdown, I, I grew um, some oyster mushrooms from a little grow your own kit. And uh, mm. they're these bright pink looking, insane looking things. Um, you could eat them. It's really weird. Figuring out how they grow is weird. You, they grow in the dark rather than in the light, like a plant does. Really? Um, yeah, they, they sort of thrive off of being just damp and in this sort of little block of hay. And they're, they're just weird. They're totally otherworldly. So I was just like, I started to look into it and started to realize that mushrooms are fucking strange. Uh, excuse my language, mm. you know. And I got, no, no, no. Th- there's a book by a guy called, Sheldon Mandrake, which is a brilliant book called The Entangled Life. And um, it's, it's, it's a pretty big old chunk, but this guy is an amazing mycologist. And he's, he's just, the book is well worth a read. You get the audio book if you can't be bothered to read it, which is what yeah. I did because I'm too lazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, so you start to realize this whole thing about the mushroom is insane because they are responsible. They're the reason we're here. Um, I mean, I could talk about this for fucking ages and I'll get it all wrong because I'm not a scientist, but basically it starts off there, there was life in water without fungus that wouldn't have helped transfer these cells onto land and then help to spread the plants onto land. And then the plants, you know, blah, 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 evolution, all that happened. Okay. It goes on and on and on. And then you've got obviously mushrooms, they feed us, they, they, they keep the world going. It's them that have this sort of network that keeps everything alive and growing. And, and then you, you get to this Obviously, there's a lot more than that. But then you get to the point of the hallucinogenics, which everybody's like mushrooms. Oh, yeah, tripping on mm. LSD, man. 
Um, and there was a l- so much research done in the 50s and 60s into it um, wh- when there was this sort of big, big boom into it. And then basically this, they became criminalized and everything was shut down and it, they were forgotten about for a long time. So they just remained this thing that people in tie-dye t-shirts do whilst listening to Pink Floyd, you know. And then recently yeah. places like Imperial College in London started to get the green light to, to start doing research into it. And I, this radio program I did, I interviewed this woman called Bruna Giribaldi, who's the, the uh, clinical trial manager there. Okay. And what's nuts about it is this thing that if you take a load off can drive you insane, if given to you in the correct dosage in the correct environment with the correct people around you can help you deal with things like um, chronic depression. It's, it's something like three times more effective than just giving someone a tablet because by all wow. accounts, the tablets, I've read a few books. I'm quite fascinated with the human brain. Those antidepressant tablets, uh, depending on what ones you get, they don't really know what, how well they're going to work for individuals. Um, you know, cause mm. some people take them and they work very well. Some people, nothing really happens. Some people, it just turns all their motor neuron sensors off and they just sort of like feel completely flat. But they were saying this whole idea of using psilocybin to, you dose someone and then you go through counseling with them whilst they're going through this this sort of trip, which opens you up to being very vulnerable emotionally lets you discover the root of what your problem is then you go through counseling and they're saying so two two doses of this stuff can be they can reset people for up to a year or more without needing any other medicines afterwards it's fascinating and also they're applying that now to things like um anorexia they can apply it to that because there's a lot of stuff going on mentally with anorexia you know and that helps with that and they're applying it to people suffering from chronic pain uh, apparently it could, it could be applied to that. People who've, who've gone through, you know, terrible injuries, whatever, um, PTSD, people who've, who've got terrible turmoil from things like that. Um, you know, it's, it just, the list seems to be endless and it seems to be, it's this thing that's there and everybody's forgotten about it because they just assume it is just a thing that could potentially kill you if it's poisonous in a field or could send you on a crazy mm. trip. But it's, yeah, it's I I really enjoyed making that program, which I've got to say is available on the BBC Sounds app for the next thirty days if you want to check it Amazing. out. Amazing, uh, quick plug. <laughs> um, but um, no, it's 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 fascinating. And on top of that, you can use things. You can use mushrooms to do things like build, create building materials. So they will eventually be able to do things like build stuff out of them, which sounds insane. Um, wow. Things like oyster mushrooms can be used if you have a place that's heavily polluted, like. Fukushima in Japan or a place where there's been an oil spill, instead of having to rip all that land out and have a gaping hole left there, if you plant oyster mushrooms there, they will the the mycelial network absorbs the shit out of the ground, the radiation, the no. oil spill, grows into the mushroom, then you just cut the mushrooms out and take them away. And the land is, is healed again. Yeah, it's it's honestly check out that book, um yeah. uh, Entangled Life by um Sheldon Mandrake. It's 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 really interesting. And the more you look at, there's another guy called uh, Paul Stanitz. I think it's his name, and okay. he's absolutely fascinating. Once you start looking at what he does, it just goes. On. And he's just a bloke who got interested in it, and he's now doing these amazing things with it. And there's a great story in um, a documentary that's on Netflix now. I think it's called Fantastic Fungi, which he's in, and he talks about growing up. He had this terrible stutter, um, couldn't face anyone couldn't talk to anyone because it just was so, uh, uh, you know, just, just totally stopped him from being who he is. So one day he yeah, yeah, took yeah. magic mushrooms, sat in a tree during a thunderstorm, 
thought he was going to die, had this massive awakening, and the next day he could speak perfectly normally. And it was without realizing what he'd done, he'd rewired his neural networks in such a way. Again, I'm not saying go and take mushrooms and sit in a tree in a thunderstorm if you've got a stutter. Don't don't do that because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. But what I'm saying is if you read about the stuff that mushrooms can do, it's 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 genuinely interesting. And I, I really think that's the reason well, like the scientists said that's the reason why we're here. And I think when we all go, wherever that is, if there's a giant fireball or mankind who will eventually fall apart. The fungus will mm. continue. And that's the shit that rules the world. Um, you know, that the fungus is the stuff that, that, that is here. And the more you read about it, the more it's just really interesting. And again, it's another yeah. thing that I didn't know anything about this, but I found something that just really gives you a bit of a buzz and a bit of a kick. And you're like, that's cool. That's another free thing that you can get out of life that isn't sitting in front of Sky TV to being stuck in your box. Yeah. You know, just accidentally learning stuff is is fantastic. You know, uh, and this is it. It's it's I, I I was never very academic. I've said this a lot on here. So school never really interested me because I didn't care. I didn't care about the Normans. I didn't care about all that. But yeah, since leaving school and and learning about the things I want to learn about, yeah. I love it. I, I, love, I will I will now spend the rest of the weekend reading up on what you've just been talking about. It's it's fascinating. I, I agree with you. Like school, I I liked school. And I thought, right, you get to secondary school. I thought, brilliant, right? We can learn about, we can learn about dinosaurs. We can learn about all this amazing stuff. I, I like the way, as a forty-five-year-old man, I'm like, yeah, we'll learn about dinosaurs. But you know, as a kid, I was like, well, how do we get here? What is this? All this? and you get to school, and you sort of put your hand up, and say, sir, when are we going to learn about this? And they go, no, no, you're not doing that. You've got to do this here, and you've got to do this, yeah. and you, all you've got to do is copy it parrot fashion. Um, incidentally, I'm the teacher. I've been here for 35 years and I hate all the pupils and the staff, so I'm not even going to bother to interact with you. But just do that. And and then you'll do yeah. the exam at the end of it. And when you've got the exam, you'll go and do something else. And it was really flat, you know. Um, yeah. But it's the idea of learning something is, is it can be great when you find something you're interested in. And that can lead to a lot of What's, yeah. really interesting career paths if that opportunity is given to younger people who are, who are starting out in life. Or alternately, older people, yes. who, you know, who find something that completely turns their life around, you know, so. But I mean, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm, uh, absolutely. And you talked about mushrooms not uh, not being of, did you say that, of not being of this earth? They sort well, of there, the there, universe, is a, there is a theory, yeah, that, that um, they think the spores possibly came down on, in the ice of a comet, hit the planet, which was a bit, nothing which was going on, and just them hitting the ground and then spreading out these networks began the process of, of life as we know it now, you know. It's, <sighs> it's just, it's, yeah. it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And then the fungus doesn't just exist in fields and in trees. There's fungus in your gut. Do you know what I mean? There's fungus on your skin. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, it's everywhere. And why do we know about this stuff? It's It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, they never talk about it. It's, yeah, I've had I've had some issues with um, with fun with fungal infection in my gut, which is why I'm having to. I'm now having to change my diet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that yeah, in turn and it, affects affects your whole well being. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's just like wow. I think the word fungus puts you off. You know, fungal and fungus. Yes, it does. <laughs> you, oh God, yeah, that's interesting. You know what I mean? But. Um, that's brilliant. I learned about something yesterday. Somebody told me there's a thing called, uh, is it King Alfred's cake? It's also known as coal fungus. And I did, I've seen it everywhere. If you go into the woods, sometimes you'll find on the side of a tree, it's like a black blob. And it's just a yeah. black hard blob on the side of a tree. And if you touch it, it's rock solid. I've seen them. I knew they were fungus. But apparently, if you rip one off the tree, 
rip it in half. And then if you've got one of those sparker flints, you, you hit it with a, a spark, it'll catch fire. So you've got a fire lighter what? straight away in the woods. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Fuck. So if, you, if survival experts just dig some of them out and you can start a fire straight away. They just do all sorts of weird stuff. And it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. But you know, you know what? It's amazing. It's, it's funny. I'm not name dropping here, but I was lucky enough to have Heston Blumenthal on a little while ago. He looks and like a kid I went to school with called Mark Crowley, but that's a that's a completely separate story. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Someone said to me the other day again, they were like, it, it's, "It's really funny that I always use people's full names when I'm talking about them." Yeah, like from yeah. the school, from school, like, and so you got yeah, Mark Crowley. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see him. I can see him. Yeah, that's it. But- Just imagine Heston. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But this is it. But Heston said. Because he was going going off to investigate water, and he said water isn't from this; it's not from here. Yeah, because he it's like an alien life form, and and like octopus as well. I find them fascinating because like, yeah. how the fuck? It, yeah, it's nuts. There's so many things stuff. we don't yeah. understand. Yeah, and you can. It's just oh my, my god! It's it's great, isn't it? It's really great. I love all that stuff. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Can't get enough. Of but it. it's this. Is, but, these are the things that we're, that you and I growing up and we'd go and you turn around to your mate, or even now you turn to your mate to go, water's not from me, you know, water's an alien, an alien thing. And they go, all right, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Are you, are you all right? I'm going to go and smoke fags around the back of the bike shed because I don't really care. You know what I mean? That was, that was what it was all about. Nicking, nicking cigarettes from your mother and then going and comparing them around the back of the games hall and just smoking fags. That, that was pretty much what school was you know that was it yeah yeah God. and then we rock up going yeah, octopus they're weird don't they they've got 20 <laughs> brains or whatever it is yeah <laughs> i remember video again using someone's full name vince lamprey came into school once with a rat in a uh a jam jar not a jam jar a sweet jar from a sweet shop no reason at all vince no. put that, that rat in uh but uh, again to him it was probably the most fascinating thing he'd ever seen everyone else was like all right vince got a got a rat in a sweet jar eh? <laughs> Uh, I wonder where Vince is now. I don't know, but he did. He did. I think he did claim he was a ninja. Although that might have been Lee Manship. Oh, I think claimed he was a ninja, but he could only do his ninjutsu on you if you came round to his house on a Saturday because he his license. Oh yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah. allow him to perform his ninjutsu outside of the uh, outside of his, his own home. And there was another kid. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it was Ricky Mayzu. It was his birthday. He was in school. And everyone said uh, no. It wasn't. He was in school. He was acting really sad. And everyone said, "What's what's the matter?" I think it was Ricky Mays. He said this. He said, "Oh, my, my bro- brother died uh, in a, a car crash, and he had his head cut off." And everyone's like, "Fucking ass! Oh, that's, that's terrible." Then on the Saturday, it was his birthday, and his brother was there, perfectly alive. Said, what happened to your brother, <laughs> Ricky? Oh, they they sewed his head back on, but with invisible stitches. It's like sellotape. It is. So uh, yeah, he's fine now. Don't worry about that. It's, I love all Ed, that. But shit. don't ask him. Don't ask him about it because he doesn't want to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. Don't mention it to him because he's still a bit upset about the fact that he had his head cut off by a car and then stuck back <laughs> on by invisible stitches. It's a it's a bit touchy. It's a bit touchy at the moment. So yeah. I like the way I love that when you kids the shit you say. I remember that that like you were just saying about that. He's got his his ninja his ninja license. Yeah. It's just brilliant. The stuff you have Roberto Milano. I remember said he had a, a BMX made of gold and silver that his dad had crafted uh, for him. <laughs> It's, and you just go, yeah, cool. That's, I got a BMX made of pure gold and silver. That's that's wicked. You know, I love all it doesn't that. Doesn't make you kind of. I love all that as well. And you kind of go because it doesn't make sense. You're like, no. you go, why would someone? Why would someone lie about it? 
It's, it's what I like is the fact that anything goes. Whereas when you get older, people get a bit more restrained and and they they don't do that shit, even though they might think it. And I think everybody does, to tell the truth, everybody. But they all hold it in, you know. But it's great yeah. to drop some of that shit on people just in just in in daily life. Um, you just say something really <laughs> weird, nothing nothing that's going to cause them any distress or anything, but just saying weird shit. I quite I quite often find myself just saying weird shit because of the way my brain works. I think I just end up mumbling shit to myself, you know, and um, <laughs> you quite often say stuff to people. And I've got quite a few friends who I've known for quite a long time and I'll speak to them. And they're like, so are you, are you telling the truth now? Or, or is this another way of your life? <laughs> and they can't, they can't tell the difference. I can't myself half the time to tell the truth or just say any old shit, whatever comes out. <laughs> but that's the thing. There's lies I told when I was a kid. Yeah. That sometimes I think I remember them and I, and I can't remember if, if if it was true or not. Stories that I've told. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember if they were made up or not. Yeah. It it, it does happen. There was, um, there used to be a swimming baths in Newport, Mandy swimming baths. Obviously Mandy is a little part of town. And this happened and it took me about 15 to 20 years to suss out whether it did happen after speaking to other people. It's a swimming baths, right? So it's full of chlorine. But in the yeah. 80s, they bought a load of dolphins to Mandy swimming baths and they put them in Mandy swimming baths and we all went and watched it. What? what the f- exactly. What the f- <laughs> What? How does that even work? Like no, everything about it is wrong on, on so many levels, but we clearly went to Mandy swimming baths and they put dolphins in Mandy swimming baths and we all watched them. What the, f- <laughs> what is that <laughs> all about? But I, th- I think if you, if you go on the internet, you can find some some evidence to back this up. Uh, how does that? How do you put a dolphin in chlorine? How do you get a dolphin? Yeah, exactly. In, yeah, you know, how do you get a dolphin to a truck to then bring it to Newport in South Wales to put it into Mandy Bards? How come nobody from the RSPCA turned up saying I don't think you should do this? And how did a lot of school kids end up just sitting there on the side watching these dolphins do tricks, obviously against their own free will? You know. Yes, yeah. and someone, someone on the on the committee went. We're going to do this. This yeah. is going to bring people to the baths. Yeah, what we need to do to really ramp up the numbers is is get people interested in swimming. So we could either get a water slide, a load of inflatables, or just spend a weekend with seven or eight dolphins in the water. Yeah, sign that off. Let's do it. <laughs> it's what the fuck. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, you know. But that's, that's oh my god, it's it's wrong. But it's so fascinating. I'd love to have a time machine and go back and see that again. I, I will try and find something on the internet to email over to you to prove that it did happen. I'll, I'll Please, look some evidence, you know. Um, what were you think when you were? What it must have been nuts to watch. I just remember being there. You know, when you're that young, it's just a very. This is why because I've spoken to Billy, who's in the band remembers it as well. He's a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. Um, I just remember being there. I mean, I've had swimming lessons in this place, you know, so I, I, I remember the place quite well, but I just remember being there sitting in, in some chairs and, and like, yeah, they got the dolphins out now. This, oh, one's done a job. <laughs> <laughs> like they're getting the floats out. <laughs> yeah, it's mental. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. You know. But then that, that, that I've got, I mean, again, this is totally off topic. They then built a, a bigger swimming pool, Newport Leisure Centre in the centre of town. Much more elaborate and a wave machine. It had, it had a gym, it had sports halls and stuff. We ended up doing gigs there actually because it became a, a gig venue. But um, that had a um, giant swirly water shoot slide, which in the, you know, the mid eighties was, that was like 
being in California, this is like, this is amazing. I'm going on a proper water shoot, you know? Um, but the myth was if you went on the water shoot, kids had gone down it with razor blades and stuck them on the side with chewing gum. And if you went down it, it would cut you open and you would die. I didn't yes. actually meet anyone who got cut open by, by, by those razor no. blades. You know? <laughs> that was every single flume in every single town yeah. had that story. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. But none of my mates had their legs chopped open. Never, never, ever. There was always the kid in, there was always a story of the kid in school that leant too far back on his chair. Yeah, yeah. And, Classic. and died. And yeah, then, the other one. And then when they were, go on. Yeah, go, go on, go on. Sorry, yeah. There was another one where they said, uh, when we used to get the javelins out and they go, yeah, you got to be careful because once one of the kids poked his eye out with a yeah. javelin. Well, the classic one, Mrs. Collins, the art teacher, giving us a stern, do not, whenever you do, when you're using a pencil, sharpen both ends of the pencil. It might look good to you, but I've had a kid in this class who did it. He was writing with it. Someone banged him on the back of the head. It went up his nose into his brain and killed him. Do not sharpen both <laughs> ends of your pencil. And it was like, well, no one's mentioned this in assembly. When did this happen? It, it happened, right? So just do not sharpen both ends of your pencil because it will go into your brain and kill you. And I, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it would if that was going to happen, it would have gone up there anyway. It doesn't matter if it's sharp or not. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. Oh, that, it's I love like that with shit. The, it's like, I love that shit. It's like with the javelins. It's like, oh, yeah, he poked his eye out. It's like, have you seen a javelin? Yeah. If that goes into your eye, that's gonna, your brain's going to come out the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's great it's absolutely great i love it i love it yeah i can't get enough of it just the stuff you'll say to oh, kids man. to shut them up or just those weird rumors that spread around you know it's just oh it's brilliant absolutely brilliant. always always there a, there's, there's just a, yeah there's a bloke at the end of my mate's street and they used to call him german joe i think it's because he was german never actually saw him <laughs> but if you stood outside of his house and, and chanted german joe german joe german joe german joe german joe german joe he would come out with an axe and chase you never happened <laughs> never happened i want to be that's what, that's how i want to spend my days i want to be like the old bloke in home alone like yeah. they have, all the kids in the town have this weird story but it turns out you're a bit of a ledge yeah that's it but exactly. all this but all the, there's all stories about you i love that <laughs> <laughs> you'll be the weird it. bloke who lives in a mushroom <laughs> yeah exactly yeah he's got these mushrooms that'll make you go into space but they're not drugs they're actually a spaceship made out of mushrooms that he grew himself but you have to give him 15 quid to get in there and even have a look at it you know oh god, <laughs> oh, god. Oh, love that shit oh god brilliant absolutely brilliant the stuff dreams are made of the stuff dreams are made of yes so you've so you've got a gig tonight did you say Yes, we're off to. Um, I don't know when this this will go to air, but we yeah we started gigging again. They've they've let us back out. Uh, we did some, did some festivals. All got COVID, which was shit. So we had to cancel a lot oh, of gigs. Um, luckily, I feel like having that. I mean, we wouldn't have done it if we weren't vaxxed up, you know. But um, I feel like yeah. it, it made a massive difference. Um, it, it was out of action for ten days, but I was by no means you know screaming for air and and having a mm. terrible time. Um, but yeah, did that. So we're back out. We're going to um, Froome in Somerset tonight. Then off to oh, Devon. Nice. Yeah, Devon after that. And then uh, uh, Sheffield after that. And back home for a few days. And then uh, out and about doing other gigs. I, fuck no, so I, I should look at the diary. But I, And then there's stuff that goes Mate, into October so. and November, stuff like that. So. Yeah. Is it good being back with the boys? Is it good being back together? Or are you all traveling in separate buses now? 
oh, I wish we were traveling se- separate buses. Got to be amazing. You know, having all that, <laughs> enough money to be bastards and not talk to each other and hate everybody. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming to do the gig. Don't look at me. I'm famous. But um, <laughs> sadly, it's, it's long gone in the days of having record company money and having a tour bus and beds. Although that was a lot worse for our health because the party never stopped, which was really dangerous. Shit, of course. And um, did you? Did you? I suppose you had a. You had a sort of a. You had a. You had to live up to certain people expected certain things of Goldie Looking Chain. They did, but but I've always said this, and, and the other boys. One of the boys coined it up. He once referred to me as a, a pensioner with great stage presence because I've got very little time <laughs> for getting. Battered. I'll, I'll get wrecked, but I reach a point where I'm, like, I'm yeah. not doing this anymore. I'm going got a big love for just having a bit of cake and a cup of tea so i'd be like i'm, I'm gonna go and watch a film in the bunk now whilst a lot of them would sit on the back lounge screaming their minds out till like six in the morning <laughs> you know, um but uh yeah it's funny funny you do meet people they're like uh, what are you doing after the gig I'm probably traveling to either the next gig or home do you want to come back to my house to a party it's like a it doesn't really work like that. I'm 45 and I'm very tired yeah. now. So my knees hurt. <laughs> my knees hurt. And thanks for the invitation, but I really just want my own bed and a, a hot drink, you know? So it's, yeah. it's quite funny. And again, it, the, the show is a show. And it's been, I think it's been very hard, especially when we signed to a record deal. When we signed to Atlantic, they were like, so here we are, boys. This is, you're the band. We're going to do this, this, and this with you. But I don't think they took into account as much as they should have that it is a comedy show as well as it is music. You know, it's an act, mm. and and that's that's it's a it's an act that we love doing, and it's brilliant. But when you come off stage, you're you're just doing whatever you're doing, cooking beans on toast or whatever. You know, but it, it, yeah, at yeah, one yeah. point, you know, I mean, I think people still do really think that it, that's the power of just how these things work. People are like, so you're not nuts in real life, no. It's, it's just a show. No. It's, it's just a show, <laughs> you know. But it's fascinating how it works. You know, you put something in front of someone and you put enough effort in and they, they will. I mean, we, the only thing I learned from school was Mr. Allen saying, Hitler once said, the bigger the lie you tell, the more people believe it. And I, 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 Hitler's not obviously a twat, but uh, he was, he's right about that, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. We all had, we all believed that Gold Looking Chain were just going around, just it was just absolute carnage wherever yeah, they went. Yeah. I mean, you don't know, get me like wrong. these cartoon characters. There has been a lot of carnage. There has been a lot of carnage. <laughs> yeah, there has been a lot of carnage, but uh, there's there's there is a, a sense of morality built into that. Yeah, and, uh, no one's no one's ever killed anyone, so that's good. No. <laughs> oh well, well, good job, good lads, good lads. <laughs> we nearly lost a couple. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, they nearly lost themselves, but they didn't kill anyone else. They're good yeah, boys. Exactly. You're doing exactly. good things, and I want to I want to thank you, John, for taking the time to come and talk to me because I'm a big fan, and this is this has genuinely been a highlight of my career. So you're fucking great, man. Oh, bro, thank well, you thanks. So much. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's again. I always find it weird that people even sort of remember it and 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 still know about it and, and like it so yeah i, I appreciate that and um well we love to, it man we love it if you want a bit more of a a grasp into the world of newport there's a there's a track on our latest album called born and raised which is basically us reciting stories of our past and and the gives you some good imagery of how newport was like a, a shit new york uh, but in a good way oh listen thank you so much eggsy i really appreciate this mate it's no problem. Great. I've I've enjoyed it, and it's nice to um to hook up with Paul again. He's he's a legend. So yeah. uh, Paul, I'm deeply ah, in love with Paul. <laughs> I, I, before I go, well, I say, Paul, I'm deeply in love with you, and Rich, I now also am deeply in love with you as well. Same, same. I genuinely feel we've connected. <laughs> it's beautiful, wonderful, great times. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs> 